When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Peace Family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys Podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart moths, sports moths, vitamin C moths, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Damn, I need one of them things. Peace family tapped in live in Houston on the podcast right now. Y'all stay tuned. We just gonna keep it live the whole time. Oh, yeah, I just thought about that, too, five seconds ago. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? Come over to the doctor. That's all I got our ad in. Hold on, y'all. Miller time. Real niggas know. Hey, y'all already know. Businessman, he's had no time. All right, before we get to our we got to make sure that they know it's, 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 it's a particularly special person in the building today. And uh, I'm going to give him a cool drum roll. Man, I appreciate the drum yeah. roll, man. I wish I knew how to. I wish I knew how to make it. But you know what you did the other day with it. Oh yeah, I can. Oh, uh, that's from my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> my laptop. Is 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. We can't do regular stuff. March 2019. All right. Uh, what we gonna do is. What you want to get started with? Everybody's having the hottest first. So everybody knows. Oh, man. Everybody knows what this R. Kelly nonsense. My nigga. One person got to get one person. That's our first topic. Go ahead, Ken. I don't see what he did wrong. No. Oh, shit. Look at all the fuck out of here. Don't see nothing wrong. The case is on all you bitches. So basically, according to the folks, prosecutors in Georgia are dedicated to R. Kelly because of the planning, you know, things that's going on on Lifetime series. So I R. Kelly, also, Oscar Jefferson, also, Tom Lee from Hip Hop. Basically, for years, you were indicted for child cruelty, aggravating, song, battery, anything stalking, and it's just, I'm sorry, disrupting public schools. So, that being said, it's the question. Y'all ready? Yeah, let's go. Do you think that the dudes from slavery speak into black culture? I'm going to let y'all explain that. Come on. What the fuck the hell do you want to do? Pedophilia? What do you mean? Yeah, pedophilia. I mean, it's not accepted as a norm. It's being propagated to become a norm as like a a sexual orientation. Yeah, I mean, what they try to do with the whole pedosexual. I mean, everything before it becomes a norm is first impression in people, and then you get used to it and used to it, and therefore, boom, it's in your face. Even the LGBT at first, 10 years ago, you see a man walking down the street holding another man's hand. It was like, whoa, what the fuck going on? Today, there's nothing. The people in the 70s would have caused the uproar and bombed the buildings. Today, we don't think of it. So it's like everything, you know, becomes a norm when you accept it and it's being impression and propagated to you. Y'all know, right, exactly. That's my point. Y'all know they added that to the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, what I, what I was saying about it was before this, it was more of a norm because it wasn't being talked about. You know what I'm saying? It's just they tried to roll out the conversation with all Kelly instead of everybody else. But now they keep talking about Elvis and Jamie Curtis or whatever they were. Like, this is something that's historic people have been doing. And then some people have even tried to make it seem like it's okay because, ah, oh, in the 50s, it wasn't them kind of laws. 
Right. Moolah still. Like I feel like if we gonna create dope, if we gonna create, <laughs> no, yeah, we need to go all the way back yeah. from where it started. Yeah, but you gotta ask whose culture is that. Regardless, it ain't it ain't African culture. It ain't you know black culture. We 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 got a lot of what we do now just from us watching them. So when you date it back to slavery, of course it has effects from that because how we even you know take our relationships and sex and everything else, we got it from watching the Caucasians and trained from movies, entertainment, everything else. So. We not connected to our ancestral ways of doing things. We connected to white patriarchal intellect of how we regard everything. We have a very super over-sexualized, deviant society that we currently live in. And that's why, you know, women can't just walk around with they with they curvature and everything else because you got ten guys on her when that's not really supposed to be. It's supposed to be a norm. It's supposed to be a, a masculine, feminine balance. Not like an overcharge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thursday ain't supposed to happen. Yeah. We got an ocean out here, so yeah. oh, look, that don't even make sense. Look, I get what y'all saying. I definitely respect y'all. Y'all sound intelligent. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let y'all blame this shit on slavery. We're like, not blaming no, it on no, slavery. No, no. That was the question, though. That was no, the original no, no, no. question. Right? But no, it, it didn't say whether you were blaming on slavery. It said, does, it, does slavery have an effect on current day? And right. it's impossible for right? 2019 yeah. for the you to exist. Says, right. Then, then you all, if you want to get rid of the problem, you don't just manicure the grass, you pull it from the roots. No, 100, so 100, we all, 100. you always redress it, even though it's like, damn, we keep going back and going back because we never went forward. Like it's so, like we only had, like we, we in 2019, but even, you know, in the 60s, you were still fighting for rights that slaves didn't have. And today you're still fighting for them same kind of shits. Right. I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I think the thing is, he is basically saying like. Or Kelly's just a nasty ass man. You're right. But, no, 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 no,
There's no entertainment industry without pedophilia. It's all attached, and it's like deeply rooted in it. I mean, it's what it comes from. So when they talk about even Hollywood, period, is what the witches used to use. That's the Holly tree that they used to use, and they used to create concoctions and equations to get people to use media, media, and that was a. I want to say evil, but it was an entity that was supposed to be able to like capture people's souls. So if I can capture your soul through media, then I can do anything. So now they capture people's souls, bringing them kids in, and really taking them. Now they got their whole life. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, that shit. Really I mean, should that come all from Greek and Roman and all of that shit? Where pedophilia was just normal society. Normal society. And, 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 yeah. Wives at a very young age, 12, 13, just hit me. Yeah. Even younger, but, but got to. So, look, nah, I mean, I, 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 I even went like, hang on, at least one of those. Hang on, I'm gonna go left every time. I ain't gonna go left. Wow, right, right. All right, what's the next time? We got a couple more minutes to go with this barbershop talk. So, basically, speaking of the movie. Oh, the Me Too movement. I thought you were saying movement. Oh, like, the Me Too movement is a drag scene from something big. Bro, say they look like KRS1. Wow. It does, though. It does. When I watched it, I was like, bro, they really didn't have to get on them. So, what do you mean, something big? Didn't they know each Well, it's always, everything is always a distraction from something else. If you're paying attention to one thing, it's distracting you from something else. But at the same time, it's necessary, though. Like, it, you can't just cast it as a whole distraction because then you say all the people that's in those lines that are actually victims for something real that happened, like, of course, they deserve a voice because a lot of shit deserves to be changed. And, like, I always tell people that our paradigm is man woman their paradigm is man boy woman that's how the white patriarchal intellect is set up it's always been that way for roman and greek times that the woman man that meaning the only back in the day that the only value that a woman had is if she would have had a boy you know what i mean and so the, the woman was after the boy yeah, you know I mean, and always last in that paradigm. In African culture, is man and woman. Sometimes they had girl killers. And that's why you got an imbalance. It's either it's patriarchal or it's matriarchal. But I always tell people, you know, the the corrective balance, of course, is man and woman ruling side by side. That's what I call the God triarch. Yeah, you know I mean, that's that's more that's balance. Anything without balance, you're gonna have a cause and effect. Something else is gonna have a ripple if, if that fucks us. So the Me Too movement is necessary because. It makes men look at themselves, and it also makes us more empathetic towards women to treat them better. You know what I mean? And that each one of us, I imagine, is guilty of, of, of some womanizing and some effect within our lives. So I think that we are guilty to an effect. And it's always said that, you know, for every no good woman, there's a no good man who made her that way. And then that no good man, of course, was made that way by, you know, another no good man that taught him a certain way. So it's a perpetual generation thing, but in order for us to escape the paradigm and for us to get to a higher, uh, uh, you know, just just another level of society, you have to deal with that and you have to listen to it. Because there was a point in time where I thought, you know, uh, the word patriarchy, I fucking hated that word. I thought it was just bullshit that feminists made up. And then when I looked into it for myself to understand why it's important to recognize that imbalance in society, 
because it allows you to evolve as a man because there's a lot of boys that's perpetuating themselves as men, but they not because they don't fit within that standard code and that conduct and that construct of what it means to become a man. And that's why everything else is in balance. So one, having that thought process where you thinking from that aspect of what does it mean for a woman and what is she doing, like her feminine aspects, her emotional aspects. And so when you study a woman, you get to study that emotional aspect of self that allows you to reason above when you get to notice those details. It makes you more empathetic. You know what I mean? So then it puts you in balance of your masculine and feminine aspects within self. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of niggas killed out here because they 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 emotion overrides their reason and they they use their masculinity in an emotional manner instead of having that what I call divine masculinity, which is of the higher mind. All right, so you know bring it back around. So me to move. We're gonna end up. Okay, first, first, first thing I want to say. This is, nigga is the most debatable nigga. Before he even say anything, I know it's going to be something that's going to be like, this is Come on, bro. He did say me too. Yeah. All right, all right. I just want to personally say that nobody sexually assaulted Nah, come on, you can't say that. Nobody sexually assaulted Now you know how I think so, the intersectionality what? of it is dangerous, though. That is because it keeps creating more and more and more separation. But I think that somebody can have a genuine purpose and be manipulated yeah. to use it in a way that's divisive and hurtful. And fit somebody you know else's saying? agenda. And fit somebody else's agenda. In a long right. time. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I think they're doing it out of good spirit. I think but they look, really feel like they're wrong. This is what I feel like. I, I, I can't say they're doing it out of good spirit because I can damn near clearly say that they are motivated and they paid to do it. Right. So yeah. it ain't like these are the only people that it's happening to. These right. are, you right. know what I'm saying? The biggest right. stories. It's not like that. If she was coming out against different type of people, you know what I'm saying? Or if they were, let me say, if they were highlighting everybody just as they were highlighting on a Lifetime series? Yeah. That's what somebody like, like, Out of all of everything. Right, right. But hey, the, no the killer part about that, the killer part about that, like, yeah. The A&E owner of Lifetime is like the CEO is like yeah. a, a registered sex offender. Yeah. Like, so look, but that's that's normal to them. You got to remember, this is normal to them. They need to have a scapegoat, somebody to blame. Right. So what I was going to say is in the 70s, when we were talking about when uh, homosexuality in 1974 got... Turn from a mental illness to just regular people could be homosexual. So now they brought in the feminist movement, and that was kind of like to break down the family structure because that's the same years that they broke the Black Panther Party up. So if they breaking up all of the organizations around, then they sending in a feminist movement that Black women are becoming a part of, and it ain't even none of their business talking about vote. Now you talking about vote. 
How you talking about rights? And you don't got no rights. You black. You even if they give them the women the rights, you still don't get them. So if people coming in and saying, man, you know what I'm saying? They can get you on their team. And then you start playing for the other side, not knowing, thinking, I'm a woman. I, we do deserve rights. You're right. But the, the way that they going about it is to take it away from our right. family structure, period, because they ain't got that many problems. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know how people say you go to counseling, we have problems, black people don't go to counseling. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to counseling about you telling everybody else, we fixing, we fixing everybody else's problems. That's why they keep on saying everybody that come in first, it was good. The, the white boys, and you know, everybody wasn't considered white when they came here. So, like Italians and everybody else had to start becoming white so that we, they can get their problems in the foreigners, get their problems. Mm-hmm. Then, now it's the gay community, get their problems. When the black people problems, it's the front row. When we get our anything, you know what I'm saying? They just gonna keep on bringing new things in to shift the topic. When the topic needs to be how we're gonna organize ourselves, or why are we like this? You know what I'm saying? That ain't never been a topic. Yeah, when we get as much power yeah. as the ADL, the LGBT, and the Me Too movements to where we have an agenda and we make moves like that, that's when we win it. When you see Jewish executives that run the companies and they don't want brought up for charges and have lifetime uh, movies, that's when you see a real change in the paradigm. It's not the one. It's easy to make a black man uh, uh, the target, even when he's guilty, and you propagate him up the same thing with Bill Cosby when you had every other uh white person that was just as guilty, it's easy to make us targets and then, you know, kill the legacies and destroy us and then also have our people, especially when it's valid, but it's dangerous for us to get involved in the public lynching as well. You know what I mean? Because here we distracted with the public lynching when we got all this other fucked up shit that we supposed to be securing and getting power from. You know what I mean? So that's dangerous. Even the white guy that was on the show, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, that was touching a little boy back in the day. You know what I mean? And now he's a part of the LGBT community. They swept that under the rug. They dropped him off a couple of shows, but you didn't hear wide news spread about it. You know what I mean? And who else that he may have messed up with over the years. But it's dangerous when we become a part of our own lynchings. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... Look at him hang. It's, it's, yeah, it's like if, if Vanilla did something back in the, in the 60s and he was guilty of it, but here we show up to the same lynching with white people doing the lynchings as well. That's basically what it is. Yeah, he guilty, but that don't mean that we show up to the lynches and add on to it and throw sticks in the fire. No, we still got all of this shit that we need to be fixing. Now, if they was lynching they all doing the same thing, we might might show up and be like, yo, what this sound like? So balance justice, because y'all doing the same thing that y'all done to us, to them, which means that it's not unbiased. So it means that it can't be attached to uh, your agenda. Like, yeah. two, two things I want to cover in like the next three minutes, right? Somebody, a boy Houston Gucci, he says, what is the age of woman you're supposed to be dating? You're saying, like, if you 27, because do you think 18 is, like, normal now? Is that the magic number? But is that the magic number? Like, it's acceptable. I mean, it should I think intention matters. So, like, you just dating. I mean, what is dating? Hey, now, that shit don't, like all dating and shit don't really matter. I think a lot of those rules was implemented for more so marriage. And so now we got a hookup culture. So it's just about, you know, fucking or whatever it is. So it's like if, if you got a yeah, if you got a daughter and she 18, you know what I mean? You ain't going to that's 20 something that's just only hooking up with your daughter to fuck her. Now, if it was talking to your daughter for marriage, that's different because he coming in a situation where he's talking about protecting, providing, producing, and creating a family. That's a whole different structure, but we destroy so many of the rules that it don't even matter anymore what age they are because you still have the same intentions with it. And that's why so many people feel unsafe. 
All right, and then the other question was, what's the next one we got? Actually, that was the last question that we had. Okay, well, let's go into this interview. It's, 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 8, it's 830. Uh, Keys, for people who have no idea who you are, what yes, you sir. do. Yes, sir. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? <laughs> Y'all, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Great. 19 Keys in the building. Uh, I appreciate that. Um. I'm gonna preface it like this. It's a difference between everybody live on the same planet, but we don't live in the same world. Your world is based upon your perceptions, your habits, your programming, your indoctrination, you know, the way you think, everything else. So what I like to do is if I can change your pattern of thinking, then I can change your world. So I consider myself a world changer. You know what I mean? So my goal is to become a key for everybody who don't have a key in their life. You know what I mean? You might not have an older brother teaching you the right way. You might have an uncle or a father or a teacher or somebody that just helped you unlock your potential to give you the knowledge. I know I grew up in Oakland and St. Louis to where a lot of the guys that hopped off the porch that got in the street didn't have nobody in their ear telling them the right way to maneuver and move. When I tried to do it, I was just the 1% and the environment was the 99. An environment is stronger than nature. So the key represents knowledge. So I try to give knowledge, not try, I give knowledge to individuals they help change their pattern of thinking to shift their paradigm, their collection of habits, the things that they do daily. And if I make, if I get you the knowledge, then you become a key. Then the next person, it becomes a geometrical pattern where it just one, ten, a hundred, you know what I mean, a thousand. So my goal um, is to deliver keys all around the world. And I created a brand called 19 Keys because the way I conceptualize information with the energy of the number 19 is the number 19. The one is the smallest single digit number. And then the nine is the highest single digit number. So encompassing that, whether I catch you at a low form of consciousness or a high form of consciousness, I'm going to break it down from the macro to the micro. Conceptualize it, whether I'm using philosophy, psychology, physics, patterns, whatever it may be, paradigms. You know what I mean? I, those are my P's that I pop in order to get people, you know, productive. So right now, you know, I, uh, I believe that in order to enlighten the world, you have to give them keys and information and knowledge that changes their pattern of thinking so that it becomes applicable. Because we have a conscious community where we make people aware of the problems, but we don't give them the application to where they can start executing. Because everybody aware of the problem, but you have to ask yourself, what makes this person different when he has the same information, they have the same information. One has a higher level of energy within the mind that makes them produce off the knowledge that they have. The other person is just satisfied and content with just having the knowledge. Oh, I'm aware of the problem. I don't need to actually make a change. So most of us know that we eat the wrong foods or, you know what I mean? But not everybody going to throw the food out in the fridge and change the way that they eat. Some people just happy of being aware that, nope, I know this is bad for me. And sometimes awareness becomes your excuse. So I believe that I would rather us get to a point of enlightenment. And so the 19 keys are more so about giving you enlightenment. So I'm a designer, an entrepreneur, a speaker, an author, whatever it is that needs to be world changing. Hey, Papa, Papa, can you please give me that environment? You Your environment is stronger than nature. Yeah, so what's natural is not normal. What's normal is not natural. You know what I mean? So you want to stop smoking cigarettes. You want to stop smoking weed. You want to do a lot of things, and then you have to ask yourself, damn, what has control over me? If I can't stop, it must be my environment. It has more control over people than they have over themselves. Bars. All right. So let's go into the creation. Yes, sir. 19 Keys. What was, what formed your mind to be the way that it is now? What was your childhood like growing man. up? I know, I know. Well, I, I, we may have plenty of conversations. Yeah. But I want people to be able to understand what you come from, 
to even early childhood, how is your development different than others that shaped for you to be become to become who you are now? I think it started uh very young. You know, for one, I think when I was first impression at young, between those ages of one and seven is very important on what a person's programming gonna be for the rest of their lives. One thing that always stuck with me and my parents told me is that told me I'm a guy, told me that the, the black man is the original man, age yet a black man, the maker, the owner, the criminal, the planet of God of the universe. And you it was raised impression. With that yeah, raised yeah. with that. So even when we was in the street, there was always a duality of consciousness, doing nigga shit, but also being a guy. So I always think of like, damn, I'm doing this, but I will be completely aware of what I was doing. And I went doing it out of ignorance. Yeah, I mean, I was doing it more so, okay, because I need to learn this tactics, this strategic to 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 survive or whatever or thrive. But when I was younger, we used to go what we call FOI class. It stands for Fruit of Islam. It's the name given to the military wing of the nation of Islam. And in Oakland, California, there was an entity called Your Black Muslim Bakery. It was a paramilitary organization that was sort of ran like the mob. And it was more so an offset in the nation of Islam. But when I was younger, I was like the youngest person that used to go to these FOI classes. And my father used to take me, and I was like, real, real young. I don't even remember how young I was. But in these classes, we used to learn all kinds of stuff. We used to drill. We used to box. these used to have business meetings. They used to sometimes bring in individuals that teach us metaphysics and all kinds of stuff. Before I even heard the, the notion of what a conscious community was, this is just what we grew up in. And so sometimes I see brothers get FOI ass whoopings, you know what I mean, where sometimes they mess up, they do something on post or duty. FOI ass whoopings was, so there, there was, there was uh, let's say if you got out of jail, let's say you got out of jail, right, and you wanted a job, you come to the bakery to give you a job, boom, then they'll be able to uh, give you housing as well. Now, let's say that we give you a particular post. You had security, had EMF services, had restaurants, had all kind of different stuff. Let's say you messed up on post. Let's say you fell asleep or something. Or let's say that you were talking to one of the sisters that you know was married or you was harassing her. Ain't nobody got, you know, there, there was a system where, you know, a person, a report of violation on the post. So they had a way to bring it up, let you have your speak, you know, say, brother, did you do so-and-so and so-and-so? Brother be like, you know, you, you know when a person lies, so you already just sort of before you get there. But you yeah, had, yeah. So the FOI be down is when you get that consensus to where it's like, all right, that the next step, and or if you want to stay here, then you got to go through the ring of fire. Yeah, you know I mean, and so might take you to the back. Yeah, you know I mean, you get mollywop one time. You feel me? Like you get an FOI beat down. But at the same time, we had a system where. You know, it, I remember one time being in, in uh, it's a street, Dana Street in Oakland, East Oakland, High Street back in the day, like 2006. And I remember I was doing security there. You know what I mean? We, we had a uh, a uh, contract. We secured the plaza. It was a lot of, it's, it's, it's most known for like pimping and prostitution and all kind of stuff going on. But I remember we had an issue with a Mexican bro. He came up there with a gun. You know what I mean? We told him we was going to need to confiscate the gun because he was, he was set tripping. And what we do, we had a system we call calling fruit. So calling fruit, man, we ain't got to say nothing else. If I hit you on the phone and I say fruit, that means an emergency. Everybody come. Load up in all black motorcade. All the bros come, whether you dress a suit, whether you was on post, everybody come. So you might get a 10-car motorcade that come through and handle whatever situation it was. And in Oakland growing up, I remember seeing the structure of militancy. You know what I mean? And also getting my information, also seeing the first black millionaire that owned the school that I went to. You know what I mean? So, like, my paradigm was just entirely different than the average person. 
So even though like we'd go in that environment, we'd still stay in the hood though. But they didn't know what the hell that was. They tried to make fun of being a Muslim, but it was like we didn't grow up in no corny shit though. So it was like you making fun, you might just get your ass beat. Like no, this right, right. But it was like it was so much going on. I didn't realize it was something to explain. Yeah, home of the Black Panthers, but the bakery was there for like forty years. Yeah, I mean now I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go into the full story, but. You know, there was a lot going on around that time that ended up making it fall. But basically, I grew up at a time where, you know, every what's going on now is just regular conversations me and my brother had growing up. And we we always seen the outside world as couldn't wait to the day that everybody caught up. And I believe that one of the most days that I knew that the paradigm shifted was when Trump was enacted in the office, when he was inaugurated in the office. That's when I knew people will be forced to take on this consciousness, to take on this mindset to where it will be forced you to choose a side. You know what I mean? Because he was going to make it so clear that this ain't just some crazy shit that some Muslims talking about or some conscious brothers talking about. No, this is the reality of what America is. So growing up in this world, I just seen everybody else is crazy and ignorant. You know what I mean? And having these conversations was just a regular norm. So as I grew, even when I was younger, we used to have to speak on stages in front of hundreds of people you know, and on that black channel they had called Soul Beat in Oakland. So I always grew up as a speaker. You know what I mean? I, I, I used to speak at rallies sometimes in Oakland, you know, and all kind of different stuff. It just got to a point now where the, the whole Donald Trump era, I said, this is the time. And I got to record it. I said, this is a time when they're going to need conscious individuals like us that's already been preparing for this, that's already been doing this. You know what I mean? This is a time where you'll be able to actually monetize what it means to be aware, what it means to be conscious. Because I've seen EM Health Service, I've seen security companies, I've seen, you know, having your own bakery, I've seen having your own school. I already grew up in that, so I know what it takes. It was just what faltered was there's things going on within that organization that was sort of like the Me Too movement. And so when I see these things happening, I say that, you know, it's necessary for it to happen so that we get over and not ever go back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So once it's brought to light, then that means that, cool, you know, out of the darkness comes the light, and then we don't have to go back into the reverse. So I just grew up in the streets, and I grew up in the mosque. So I grew up in in the bakery. I grew up in the nation. I I didn't have several cases growing up. You know what I mean? I didn't spend my time in jail. I didn't been extradited, and you know, I done fought trials with my own brother and father. They they tried to ridicule us in the news because they headed Muslims in Oakland. It's a lot that goes into the whole story. And it's funny because I don't even speak on my past a lot because I'm I'm so busy with what I want to do in the present and the future. Well, let's roll into this. All right. With access to the internet. Yeah. How we have access to the internet. It's no degrees of separation. Correct. With access to financial technologies where we raise funds however we want with access to just each other and people and information what would the perfect world look like to you if you woke up and saw how how if everything was how you imagined it even if it's still problems out but your 10 year what you must make happen what do you want it to look like um it's something that i've been impressing for a long time called the hereafter you know and the hereafter is basically an idea of what you would consider heaven right you know, money, good homes, friendship, all walks of life to where, you know, mosque and church is not even necessary because the people become the mosque and churches. Yeah, you know I mean, the prisons are no longer a place to where 
the the men become lobotomized and you know uh sodomized and things of that nature and you live in a perverse world of slavery but it's a real place to where people go and you know they come out them better selves yeah i mean like you gotta think that if you walk down the street and you look at your neighborhood everything in your neighborhood is designed by someone yeah, you know I mean, between the the measurement of the sidewalks, between the fire hydrant, the color of the streets, the lights, everything somebody designed, which means that you living in somebody else's design, somebody else's world, somebody else's mind. So as a someone who thinks now I'm thinking of in a world of how do we become the designers of the world that we have to live in? Because we are always trying to be the greatest app users instead of becoming the greatest app developers. Yeah, you know I mean, we trying to figure out how do we become the greatest artist instead of saying that how we become the greatest canvas maker so we can sell to everybody who want to be the artist. So for me, I see us taking all of the development technologies and tech and all these different things and we infuse it with our culture and what it means to be solution based on righteousness. And we have our own schools that's technologically advanced. We have our own um, 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 food systems. We have our own planes and all of these things is something that. 20 years ago, you know, or 10 years ago, it might sound almost like a pipe dream. But today, because technology can make these things happen overnight, that all it has to do is when you impression that into enough people's mind, they start to work towards bringing that vision outward. Because this future is something that we all, whether we know it or not, added to making it bring about. When the Jessons was on TV, we didn't know we was being impression with ideas of computers and and, and, and camera phones and FaceTime and flying cars. But so it's like, damn, how do we impression our own people to get their collection of habits to eventually bring this out? Because those same children that grew up on that later became the research scientists that produced those cameras, that produced those phones. So it's like you have to create a vision for the future in order for it to be manifested. Otherwise, you just leave yourself to whoever are the current designers they have people right now that's building for the next 100 years. They have a Ford. Ford has a book where it talks about what their brand going to be for the next 100 years. But we're not a planning people. So for me, I see black people, for one, getting power. And power in the means of having wealth, capital, and access. Because that's what being impressioned to us right now. Like we're teaching a lot about credit and wealth and all this asset attainment. Two... After we get the power, I think that's when we're going to really see our phase of righteousness to where we get into that higher mind. Because I think this generation is going to get the money and then the next generation is going to be the most. Uh, eventually, we're going to have the best, like righteous, moral system of a generation. Because we'll go through these Me Too movies. We'll go through all this R. Kelly shit. And then you go teach your children the right way. So when they grow up and have money. And this is something I call the diamond generation, meaning they're not going through the same pressures that we go through to where one of us get to form ourselves into a diamond and shine a little bit. All of them are born with a certain care of existence. And all they got to do is figure out how they, you know, shave and cut themselves to shine a bit. But we never had a generation that starts off a diamond generation. We all start from that cold. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's going to be a day where we get to start off having wealth. We get to start off with trust fund babies. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We get to start off in that area, but they super spiritual. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they way more connected to spirituality. We got information of spirituality today. We don't have a true cultivation of it yet. We know about it, but we don't practice it. We have moments, but it's fleeting. It comes and it goes. But I see the next generation being so in tune with that universal concept and having money. So everything that they produce 
it's going to be like spiritual technology and it's going to bring and blend all of us together. So we haven't seen a world where we create what the buildings look like. We create what the bottles look like. We create what the phones look like. Even though every level of technology and design, we have something to do with it. But we just been used by someone else instead of being the owners of the culture. And right now, the biggest culture right now is hip hop. Yeah, you know I mean the and culture is capital. Culture, culture they will stream more than any other music service on, on the earth. And it's a global brand. Meaning that if you connect your brand right now to hip hop, it's gonna take it to every crevice on the planet Earth. Yeah, you know I mean, everywhere. And that's why you got people like Gary V's, let me stand next to the hip hop, even though he's adding value, he know what value that hip hop has for the long run. You know what I mean? So for me, I see us producing something and, and hip hop is like a very condensed word for what that represents because really hip-hop now is just our culture it's it, it grew much bigger into a grand master flash hat and you know the pioneers it grew they into much in, bigger it is the paradigm to represent yeah. came in saying let's higher infinite power helping oppress people yes yeah. it came in saying look we come with this kind of narrative here talk about the problems that we have now it's crazy that this is what they were talking about when hip-hop started yeah like like initially right but what is it turned into and they had less tools than us <laughs> they had this information. so what is it turned into now mm. so it, it represents our spirit right now in the society that we live in now how can you compare this to times that have been warned about well, you know, as they say, we are living in the times we ever been warned about. Like it's it's just like a, a full manifestation, and that's why you see everything being exposed. As they say, this is more so uh, if you want to go biblical or whatever you want to, it's time of what you call judgment, which is why you get to see everything exposed. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets exposed in this time, and everything just get brought to light. Yeah, I mean, and because now we have the tools for that exposure. Yeah, I mean, one person can wake up today and decide I want to tell a story to expose the world to. And then the collective consciousness pays attention to it and then boom, that floods everybody's mind. And then that's what everybody is thinking. You know I mean? Everybody's world is centered around that particular idea. So, you know, um, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go into this anyway. Uh, this weekend, what you got going on in Houston? Oh, man. Well, we got going on. <laughs> talk about the, the, the vision board manifestation workshop, man. We're going to go over, um, for one, what it takes to even bring about a vision. You know what I mean? We'll go over uh, sensory purpose development. You know what I mean? What it, what it means to have all your senses entrained within the development of your vision. We're going to go over the nine keys of discipline to be able to bring that about. We're going to go over the neuropsychology. We'll go over the metaphysics of it. We'll go over business routes. Like everybody has. Here's the thing. Discipline is probably like the number one missing thing we're missing in our society. Discipline. Because that is attached to self-control. And the number one thing that sometimes we miss with showcases a lack of discipline is imagination, because you literally have to see yourself getting there before you get there, which is why it's important to propagate information to put it in people's head before you introduce it. They already seen themselves living in it. Like you all said that pedophilia one day be normal. You already see yourself living it. So when they introduce these things, it's like, I already thought about this. This already feel like we was already there before the law legislation was even brought about. So the same thing that happened in people's lives, like you have to feel yourself being in whatever manifestation of future self. Like if I want to be more fit, I have to go into my sensory development and be like, damn, what does it really feel like to be that version of self that I want to be like? 
And then how do I surround my mind with images of that that consistently reinforce that image from my environment? Because environment is dictating my nature. Then I'll just make my environment like the image that I want to see, which is the reason you create a vision board. So you're surrounding your eyes with it. You got your, your feelings in it. Like you want to I wanted to go deep and imagine what it even smells like to be rich. You know what I mean, is it vanilla in the air? You know what I mean, is it sent the rose in my house? You know what I mean? Can I smell the marble or whatever? It's like you got to be able to immerse yourself in it so much that it feels like deja vu once you get there. Like, damn, I've been here before because you have. Everything once it starts in the, the, the mind and then it's producing reality. But the best way you get there is not only by you have to showcase, you have to show yourself the vision, but show the world. The more people that have eyes on your idea, the easier it is to bring it into fruition because that's how physics work. When you pay attention to an atom, it vibrates. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing. You have to vibrate everything from the darkness because everything in our reality is just light slowed down. You know what I mean? So if it starts in the darkness and you have an electrical thought, then you go from that pregnant mind, you go into labor. You know what I mean? You work through the labor, you work through the pain, which is that procrastination, which is that progress. You know what I mean? And you push past the pain, then you get birth. But then when you get birth to an idea, how do I become a great parent because a lot of people become parents, but they terrible fucking parents and have terrible fucking kids. You know what I mean? But how do you have, how do you grow up a child that will be a genius that will create a legacy that will change the world? That's what we want to get to with this manifestation. It's not only teaching you, okay, cool, you start a business, but you're a terrible parent. No, we want to teach you how to become great parents with your manifestations. You know what I mean? So that by the time your child is 10, it's already a legend like Michael Jackson. I mean, we could talk for all day if y'all want to. I want to let everybody get what they need out. You feel me? Y'all want to bring the artists in and talk to them for a little bit? Now we going Oh, we got some artists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We going to give them eight minutes. So, what's your overall mission? Um, my overall mission is to have power, ownership, and to enlighten others. You know, I, I my long term is to create a legacy that outlives me. And that legacy is going to be producing and bringing value to as much people in the world that they, I create as many keys as possible. Can you fail? Only if I see myself failing. If I don't see it, it won't happen. I don't care what somebody else sees. Every single day. To existence, you about to say some bullshit. Nope, that's not. But I look at life as about the journey, not the destination. So I, if, if, if you you got to ask yourself this: if you died doing what you're doing today, would you be happy with your legacy? And then would you even have a legacy? I can say yes. Not that I've produced the greatest legacy on the planet Earth, but I'm doing what I want to be doing. You know, at my time of death, I wouldn't be doing anything else than building a legacy. So everything we're doing right now is not for short term, it's all long term. I never know what child in the next 100 years may look at my videos and be inspired to do something else. You know what I mean? Like I might design a post. It ain't for the people that's looking at it right now. I want it to be in the ether of this Internet. So when it's time for somebody else 20 years to look at it, they might get inspired the same way we look at, you know, other artists in different decades. So it's not even about just the time period right now, because time is, is not a true like it's, it's, it's a false construct that comes from 
It's that like we re, we regard ourselves by this calendar, right? But this calendar is bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not real. It don't exist. And people who are always living by a calendar find themselves confined as far as what they can do in time. So something that I do right now can automatically have an effect in something in 20 years. You know what I mean? That's how I sort of look at it. And so for me, I want to have power because I think that that's a word that's missing in our paradigm. We talk about everything else, but we don't talk about getting power no more. What is power? Power, as I define it, and my definition, <laughs> since you asked me, nah, uh, it's the ability to control the phenomena of energy and everything around you is energy. So the more power I have over attention, energy, money, infrastructure, like you, like I say, look at the ADL LGBT. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to keep it rolling. They got all the power in the world. If somebody talks shit about black people, I want people to have to come out and apologize because we got power. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I I want whatever issue and an agenda is just people always say they ain't got no agenda. There's no organization on the planet that don't have agenda. It's just a list of items that y'all come together that y'all gonna work on. You know what I mean? Otherwise, that'd be entropy and you would have no organization or no order at all. So I want us to have power to make everybody else fear doing shit bad to black people. You know what I mean? Like, no, we already know what the consequences is. We shoot another one, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a nightmare. We don't want that to happen. We mess with a black girl, that's gonna be a nightmare. We don't want that to happen. No, we got to have real established power. Whether you got equity groups, whether you got, you know, what my brother do, unity as wealth, whether you have an actual like military force, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I'm talking about real established power. And like I say, my goal is just to enlighten as many people as possible. So that they have a certain pattern of thinking that want to enlighten others. Okay. So, Keys, Go ahead. so Keys, I believe everybody is special and everybody has some gift. Some people just never realize what that is. When did you realize that you were special or that you had a gift and you could possibly shift the world? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I happened hella early. <laughs> I used to think like when I was real young, I used to think like I was just destined for something like great, great. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and then you know, society kind of start killing that as you get older. Like, right, man, right. I'm just gonna be another regular motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, right. And then you start to do things that's purposeful, and then you start to see, like, damn, this might be that one gift that I can use to change the world. You know what I mean? And so when you get to see the effect you have on people and the value you bring, like, so it happened to me when I was like, I think it was like six or seven. I just remember being outside and having this thought, you know what I mean? And like really feeling like a God and really feeling like this going to be a day where I really change the world. Like I'm destined for something great. And I remember myself even not getting in trouble. And I'd be like, nah, even though I'd be shot at, I'd be like, you know what? I ain't about to die right now. This is not how I die. Like that was literally my thought process. Like, these niggas ain't about to hit me with that bullet. I'm not about to die from these niggas. They don't even know me. They just shooting at me. That was like a thing that I've always kept. And like, I really just grew back into that spirit because at the quitting my job and getting back on the journey of like purpose, you know what I mean? Something that I believe is connected to my nature, which is my truth. You know what I mean? Now I feel like I'm back on that path to where I feel like I'm producing a destiny that I had when I was younger, when I felt limitless, but society makes you feel limited. So to get specific on your question, I believe that each individual is born with a uniqueness. You know what I mean? And whatever you bring to the table, that's your uniqueness. But oftentimes we assimilate and become like the next person and we stop becoming unique. Then we stop being ourselves. 
You know what I mean? And oftentimes that's because fear. You want to go talk to a girl, she over there, and you make up all of the excuses instead of going with your original thought, which I believe just adds on top of more original thinking, more original thinking. And then eventually you somebody like Cardi B where the world is fascinated by your originality because you're not fearful of nobody. You're just yourself. And that's why we love that. Right. And because if you walk into the room, you change it because you did, you a new ingredient. But if everybody bring the same thing to the table, if you leave, then nobody's missing you. Yeah, you know I mean, so I believe like your uniqueness is your genuineness, and the tribe, you, the tribe don't revolve around you. Yeah, you know I mean, you revolve around the tribe. But when each individual attach themselves to their uniqueness, everybody gets to add in something new. So cool, you born now, there's going to be a new change in the world. But if you born and assimilated, indoctrinated to the same information, then you don't become a paradigm shifter because you're just going to love the information that you was born with, and then that's just going to make you perpetuate the same paradigm. So is it this type of confidence that allows you guys to beat those cases that you were referring to earlier? Hey, for real though. <laughs> no real shit. You know what I mean? I I I remember I remember the first time I got interrogated by the police. And they tried to get me to snitch on my older brother. They tried the whole law and order routine. And I remember I started laughing. I'm like, these things don't know I'm a god though. Like, that was like my real thoughts. You know what I mean? And, and so to, to be honest, when you're young, it's more so a naivety. It's an arrogance. It's a God complex. When I get older, I realize, like, no, I really got to have real intelligence to consider myself a God, to have real knowledge. So when I went through that first trial, that's when I fell in love with applicable knowledge because my older brother started giving me books to read, uh, 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 things that was going on. Like, it was a book called, uh, what is it called? The, the Art of Deception. And it dealt with all of the lingo within the courtroom. It dealt with Aristotle influence on, you know, courtroom language. And I remember I had to go study certain um, things for my lawyer to do. So I was helping him throw out things within the case. I remember that we had to pick the juror. I had to learn psychology. It was like a whole lot going on. So you know what I mean? It, my, my lawyer told me the first case he won was mine. You know what I mean? Oh, you gambled. You rolled the dice. Shit, I ain't rolled the dice. It was <laughs> short. Sure I believe that... I, Look, I remember it was a time where I remember we was uh, walking downstairs to go grab some coffee, and the jurors was downstairs, and I dropped my receipt, and one of the jurors picked it up. She put it in my hand. She was like, I got you. I'm like, oh, yeah. You got me? Got me? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it, when I thought it did. What you <laughs> you got like, I'm like, okay. So, yeah, no, for real, though. Because I used to go into the courtroom, and I always had books with me. I always wanted them to have a certain impression of me to, to think like, no, this young man has a future. I always had a backpack on me to look like a student. So it was like comprising an impression and image. Don't leave nothing. Never let them see you angry ever. You know what I mean? Don't let them even seem that you can even fit this picture because the, the DA was, he'll he be... He'd, he'd be like, general, soldier, soldier, captain, captain. Like, he tried to form us as a paramilitary, but he's sitting there like, this man crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I got, I got acquitted from my case. Everybody else had a mistrial. You know what I mean? And it was like three other defendants on the case. So after that, I only, like, when I was locked up in jail, I was reading a storybook. And I remember reading that book. I was like, it was great for my imagination. That was cool, but it did nothing to help me with this case at all. And so after that, I never read a storybook in my life. I only read things that I can actually use as applicable information because I believe that knowledge gave me my freedom. Not my arrogance and thinking I was a God, but the real God connection, which was knowledge. All right. So before we bring this to these audience here, I want to say there's a point. All right. There's a point at where you get your eyes above the water where it's like, oh, you woke woke. Yeah, yeah. 
You go from walk to work. What point? What do you think it is that happens to people that changes them to the point where they realize they have to do something about it, and they can't they can't stand how society is anymore? They got to be the person that try to change something. At what point do you think that is when people are like, you know what, I got to step up? Um, I think that. Cause, cause you know, I gotta think from and empathize from somebody else's mindset that it's certain information that just it makes you guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like one of the root words of consciousness comes from the Greek word conscia, which means guilt. And so, when you become guilty, then in order to alleviate that feeling of guilt, then you have to get involved to do something. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to do something. Otherwise, it makes you, you feel, feel helpless. Like you got the answers there. And then you start reading something like, I know what the world needs. You know what I mean? Like, it changes your pattern of thinking and then, like, sparks you. It sparks you to create a whole new neural connection you never even had before. And then it changes your perspective and makes you feel more valuable. Now, some people, I call it that the crowning. It's that moment where uh, the baby head about to pop out. You know what I mean? But it's so painful that a lot of time, a lot of women decontract and that baby go back in. And a lot of people can't get past that painful process to where it's like, man, I feel kind of small in the world of problems. I feel like I'm just a little droplet in the ocean. But other people take it and be like, you know what? This awareness makes me feel more powerful. That's when some people go into that deepness where, you know, I call it lucid woke. You know what I mean? Like when you sleep, yeah, you can control everything in your dream. The same thing in reality, you can control it. So it means like the more knowledge you have, the less you feel helpless and the more you on that journey. So I feel like there's just a point where you learn certain things and it makes you feel guilty, especially when you think about your past actions of how you were so ignorant before. Like, damn, I wasn't even paying attention. I thought that was some bullshit. Like, I thought they said the white man was this or that the system was this. It's like, damn, I thought that that was real. And so it makes you face your past self. You know what I mean? And then you like, damn, it's serving your best interest now for your own mental health sake to actually do something because you're guilty. I need to alleviate this guilt by getting involved. So I think that that like white people, white people have they're supposed to turn white guilt. You know what I mean? They become aware of their part within systematic evils and some of them want to help. You know what I mean? The same thing with black people. We get that guilt of, damn, I was born in this system, but if I get this knowledge to where I, uh, my ancestors done it before, we get that past positive proof like, oh, I got proof that other people have done and attributed and done something. Other people have laid down their lives. I feel guilty for not doing something when I have information and I'm supposed to add to this collective change. So I think that it's just guilt, you know what I mean, which can be a good thing because the way you become yeah, innocent is so alleviating. They got to be so woke, it's guilty. Yeah, and, and it changes your pattern of thinking. I'm not familiar with where uh, woke was going on in uh, Houston with uh, the kids on the east side. Oh, yeah. Pop, you was boots on the ground. From what I hear from my boy, Black. He was stating that he not buying the whole two black kids uh, being the, the actual what, what what you feel? What was the the energy that you got from that particular day? See, it's different because the energy that day was about a purpose. Everybody came there because they thought it was something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. The type of shit that people were saying, the type of environment that it was, it was damn near like everybody got us fucked up. Right? If it's somebody say this was somebody at now, like it was a different type of environment. It wasn't protesting like 
just like, just like oh, we got to do something. So, so the day after is when everybody was like, they arrested somebody. And it ain't the white man. You know what I'm saying? It couldn't have been him. Because where was the black car in the shots? They got all the shots of this red truck passing by. Where was the damn black car? It ain't that because they not even, like, this is what one person had to make me realize. It's like, that image that we have, that's the image of a video. Right. So it's definitely more to it that we're not getting because right. how insulting is it that y'all took a picture of a video to say to tell us anything right. instead of showing us the whole scenario. So eventually they might that might come out. Right. We don't know. It's reasons to withhold everything because if it ain't true and they would have showed a license plate and he would have got popped that night. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then we'd be like, oh, it wasn't him. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that the mother has to be the one to to either clear the air or not clear. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. To be right, the one. Right. Like, they throwing us through the mud because they said her past history. I don't understand. Why are we going through that background? I feel like if it was a white nah, woman, it's not. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't even that. No, nah, this is this this why it matters because what she said. Is what everybody is going off of. Right. So if everybody that know you like, nah, bro, be lying. He be setting people up. He be right, 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 He be having right. too much. Right. 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 The story now is that she didn't see him. They just heard the shots. And they saw Everybody that car speeding. They just heard it now. And they saw that car speeding yeah. away. Mm. They saw the car, not the truck. Also, no, the truck. truck. Some street they shit, though. It just sounded like a hit gone bad. Like, they was trying to hit a certain person. And they yeah. like, I've actually I mean, it meant so many stories that they personally yeah. told me yeah. from her, her yeah. family members to about her past to people that you heard stories from people that was there to it's just it's shit is everywhere now. Yeah. Shit is everywhere now. Even the story from from the the accused or the ones who were in jail now, Eric Black Jr. And one of them was like I was driving. Yeah. Right. So could see he didn't admit it to some shit. Right. And, uh, and snitched on the other one. Yeah. Wow. That's how it usually works. Right, 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 right. Cause cause uh from what I got on the boots on the ground, they were saying like it was heavy and they was with the mentality like we not having shit. Oh no, nah, like, look, it, 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 it like, was my shit cut off before we started. But it was so serious to the point where you know I worked with I ain't gonna say no name, but I worked with Black Panther Party, I worked with Anubis, I worked with uh the Huey P. Little Gun Club. I was like, that was them. I, all of them was there heavily on. So it ain't like it was like we chilling. Right. It was like a vibe in the air. Like if this was going on, so Sean King, the organizer of the the whole thing, supposedly got the news that they confessed to him before the actual thing, or was that after? It was after everything was the day after. But I don't know where. See, he's not from Houston. He right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying because I, I heard he he heard it before 
And then the day after, he came out and said uh, that they confessed three days off. ago. I think he got paid off to, to set the tone, to, to, to kill that tone. So it wouldn't be no shit jumping. Well, look, what, what, what Sean King is, is a, is a, is a uh, journaler. Uh, what else? And he was a journalist. No, in the black culture. He started yeah. on Twitter. So, no, I was talking about that. Oh, so what it was is, whatever he says damn near has become word. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. To the black right. culture. It's verified. Yeah. So... I but that's a that's a, a a job title that's not an easy one. You get what I'm saying? Because you do have to be responsible for everything you put out. Mm-hmm. So that's like how they flip their tools. Do you want to be responsible for this? But it ain't even about flipping. What if that's like the real situation? You didn't think because you still in this have somebody confessing to this. So you gotta take that into play too. And everybody else like, nah, they cheat. You know what I'm saying? Then they saying they know each other too. I heard they like Facebook. Yeah, I heard a lot. They, 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 they found a random Eric on Facebook account, but it wasn't the same. Okay, okay. Well, black social media. Everybody becomes when something happens. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Everybody becomes Inspector Gadget. Everybody becomes Detective Dan. Everybody know what happened, the real situation. This is what happened, nigga. I, ooh, ooh, ooh. But right now, after that, I, I you know what? That is like a, I said, at first I was saying it's like a step back in black culture because if somebody said that for like recognition, then lied, that's a step backwards yeah. because now it's like, what? that's what we're we doing now? Yeah. That's what we're doing now. So uh, I think that that got to be highlighted because it's like, shit, now, if the story changes, are we not as credible? Uh, no, are, mad. We, are we yeah. not as In mad? Range. Oh yeah. Are we do don't we not want to do nothing no more about it? Is it over? Fuck it. Nah, you gotta have a. I said it the same day. I got an interview with uh, that same energy with uh, Broadcast Houston that day. When I'm like, I said it don't really matter who did it. Actually, I think we should be even. I think we should, we be, should be even, even tougher matter. on each other. Because then when it happens through outside entities, then we definitely ride on it. Yeah, but exactly. if, if we hold each other even more accountable, like, yeah, no, nah, I'm madder that it was a black man than a white man. You know what I mean? Then it's, it's like if something happened in the family, somebody did it in the family, I'm going to be madder than somebody outside because we supposed to have love for each other. They ain't supposed to love us. I so, think the reason why up. people are not as mad, I'm not, I don't have a dog, a dog to fight my heart right? I think it's because that it came off as an accident. Yeah, someone's life is missing, but it wasn't like a racial thing. Like they were really trying to hit somebody else, and they hit the wrong part. That's why some people are not as mad. Still, I mean, but shit, it it don't even matter if it was on purpose or accident. The fact that you murdered a young child in the midst of trying to kill another black person still put the same circumstances and intent on it for me. Because if I go out and I'm trying to go kill another nigga and I end up killing a child, it don't matter what my intentions was. You know what I mean? It's what I did. Shit, I, I, you had to look at me the same way. Right. This is a woman. My royal blood a woman and her children is recorded picking and shooting. And then if you're from the streets, then you got to really ask, oh, what she do? Is this somebody dead because of something she did? You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's a whole and, lot that comes And I think we have to create it where... We force outrage within our people because our people are just impressioned by the crowd mind. This is a popular story. Everybody gets involved. 
So if something happened that we normally wouldn't be outraged, and I think we got to force that fed in the media to be like, no, let's be outraged about this shit. You know what I mean? So if other people see us outraged about what we do, they're going to be scared to do shit to us. Exactly. But we definitely got to get back to the point where, where we have some kind of morals on it. You gotta be More a code. On the street code. Like, yeah, you like, gotta be a code. All the kids and all that shit, man. Nah, like, mafia time, code bro. is different. You like, feel me? Mafia code is no women and children. Right, I agree. And if you do it, you get, you it's whack. Right, right, no, you I agree. agree. But they don't have that, myself. our women are finna be out here tripping either. Type of situation. But these, but this, this current generation don't really give a fuck about women though. At the same time, they don't look at the whole women and children respect thing. They they figure like that's some old shit. You know what I mean? They don't really give a like they don't really give a fuck about pedophilia shit. They don't even care about all the the shit that we grew up with. Was like no, nah, that shit fucked up. You gotta understand. They growing up in school where, like they they. Level of awareness is way broader than ours what? was at they age. My son eight and he know what it is to be gay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit. Like we was like, ugh, what the fuck? And they right. like, now that's just Timmy and Bobby. You know what I'm talking about? Like that yeah. shit fucked up. Yeah, my nephew told me one day, he's like, it's a boy like that. He's like, how the fuck does that even say it, right? And so it's like you make the children, se- but but that's see that that I think that whole plays into the whole pit of shit too. Because if you make the children sexual charge to where you saying that they they conscious of their sexual decisions at a young age, yeah, you know I mean, and at first we wasn't saying that that's what children were doing, but now they saying that no, these children can pick their mates at right, young age, right? Pick what they want, right. right? So that sort of plays into the whole pedo shit too, because it's like, oh, this child is already gay. At, Nine years old, well, he go with a grown man, then both yeah, of them are yeah. just having sexual orientations. So that whole intersection, dangerous as fuck. You can't yeah, teach religion in school, but you can teach sexual deviation. All right, so let's do this. Let's bring these guests in. <laughs> and uh, I got Let's see what they got going on. All right, so look, I'm gonna take the time out while they get in here to do. We gonna do this Black Dollar Challenge, all right? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make it real fast. Y'all can come in, uh, sit anyway. I mean, it's a couple of seats. Uh, we got a mic for okay, yeah, mic right here. All right. All right. So while we on here, the winner of the Black Dollar Challenge for the most part, the two the Black Dollar Challenge was like at two hundred something dollars this month. I added a hundred basically a hundred and few dollars and we got two hundred dollars and the winner was Elite Graphics. So, the two hundred dollar winner is Elite Graphics, and now we're finna give away what I got two hundred more dollars to give away. I ain't gonna look. Bless the deep. Can you put a dollar in there? You might. Nah, you got a dollar. Too late. No, you ain't got a dollar in there. Nah, you gotta get next month. You gotta get next month. Hundred dollars. A hundred dollar goes to. Drum roll. 
I read the architect. That's my boy. He cut my hair in Atlanta. Shout out to R.A. the architect, man. That's my boy. I don't say that. I don't say it's real. Ain't a lot of people can put in that money, they gotta put that dollar up. Got a couple dollars next month. Hey, those old cash out black dollar challenge. Uh, next month, if you hear ASAP, let's see what we gonna we got. I got a $50 prize. So, $50. Got a w in us. Same person can't win twice. So, that's 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 the only rule. The same person can't win twice. Can we get uh, the gifts to grab it? Or? Come on, come grab it. Come on, Read it, what it say? <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Triple A B. They do it. Absolutely. I don't know who that is, but you just won fifty dollars. Congratulations. She don't know you can just cash. <laughs> I can't do that. Now, uh, before we give away the other fifty dollars, we got a uh, Derrick Grace in-home baking board game up for some grabs. Okay. So, oh, we gonna pull for the in-home baking board game. So, hey man, if you don't put a dollar in here, you kind of dumb. Let me pull it out. Yeah, because, yeah. 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 Hey, I'm just saying. Let, let, let me pull it out. Pop. For a dollar, you can literally win. Hundreds of dollars. Pop, pop, let me pick that one. Uh, okay, look, look, look. Keys, Keys is pulling. I just changed the destiny. It would have been somebody else. Who are you going to bless, Keys? Let's see. Same person oh. came with twice. This, so nope, not them, this person. Who is it? Who is this? It ain't got no name on it. Yeah, I got a name. That's me. Ain't no name on it, bless me. Well, you see how I do that? I mean, I get the pick. Okay, that's the extra ticket. Boom, it's only three of them hey, in there like that. Hold on, they didn't have a uh Nah, I, I, I got three of them in there like nothing. that. I get to make it more suspenseful. Damn, if some that would have been somebody. Sister Victoria X, I know her too. That's why she wanted to have a game. Shout out to Sister Victoria X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She be helping me edit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, she just got in on baking board. You feel me? Yeah. Gotta look out for your own. Oh, you talking All right, about? We got fifty more dollars to give away, so we gonna give this last fifty dollars away. Right. Boom! Let's give me that says. so I can know it's just to be sure. Boom! Okay, Let's we got you. Fifty. Oh no, that's absolutely can't win. Can't win can't twice. Win can't win twice. Absolutely. This art, the architect already. Already the architect can't win. That's why y'all need to be playing. You see this? Y'all could have been winning. Lee's Tees. Lee's Tees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's the money. Let me see that Lee's Tees. Let me well, make sure. Everybody that won. Shout out to the winner. Yeah. Uh, Sister Victoria X winning the Dead Grace in home banking board game. Oh, she won the in home banking board game. Yeah, too, that's a lot. Uh, Ari the Architect, $100. Lee's Tees, $100. Absolute, I mean, $50. Absolutely. <laughs> $50, Elite Graphics, $200. So, yeah. shout out to black people operating with black people and winning money and prizes. Hey, what, uh, when is the next one? Uh, I did this one late because I, uh, just because I'm late. But uh, we started <laughs> right now. People, it's already, some people already been putting money in in February. So, I think it's at 30-something dollars already. Uh, Starting right now, the cash app is Black Dollar Challenge. You put your dollar in, 
You get a raffle ticket and you can win whatever. Y'all go ahead, vote me in one time. I want to win some. It's definitely going to be a (laughs) This is a lottery that you're way more likely to win than the others. Facts. You see, that was twice (laughs) as likely to win. So, so you choose. And uh, (laughs) that's it. Uh, Let's get into these ladies. So. Yeah, okay. I love what you said. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Let's get into these ladies. Me too. You gotta relax. All right. So, can we give us a drum roll? Absolutely. Thanks, bro. Adriana Brown. Right, we're going to just introduce everybody at the same time. We got another drum roll. Yeah, what's up? My name is Banaj. See how I like that. That's pretty good. Say, that, say, say the whole thing again. I'm like, yo, you rap. No, actually, I don't. Damn, I'm doing that. Rap boys. Okay, we got one more. Oh, it's too late, My name is Maya, and I'm just here for support. Hey! Shout out to moral support. I like that black woman support. That'll get you through college. For real. I was going to say, okay, so for people who have no idea who you are or what you do, can you tell it to everybody? Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, um, basically we're a rap sing duo. I'm a rapper and and I should be singer. Okay. uh, Our group name is called Five Two. Based off of a couple things, like our height, like she's five one, I'm five three, so together we're literally five two. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm from San Antonio, so that's two one zero, and she's from New Orleans, that's five zero four. So represent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, five two. She's fine. Bro, that's the first thing I thought about. That's the first thing I thought about. You chose five two. What is it fine two? Five two. Okay. vibes we're about positive vibes uh we have conscious songs we got songs where we talk about sex we have songs where we talk about what's going on in the world we have songs where we talk about love so really honestly the spectrum is very wide um whatever it is though it's gonna be positive okay i'm gonna ask about this how old are the people in the sex song Y'all ain't that music school okay. All right, so I gotta ask this just because of the climate of, of rap music. First, I want to ask you it's a double sided question. What do you feel about the state of R&B, and what do you feel about female rappers and what they're representing on a record? Um, you can talk about the rap. <laughs> about the rap first. Okay, well, in my opinion, uh, I don't think that conscious female rappers are getting enough airtime. I mean, you have to do some research to a certain extent 
to hear women talking about something besides check out my ass, check out my boobs, and fucking that nigga, I'm fucking his dudes. Like, we just went viral. <laughs> I wish that the female rappers that um and no disrespect do what you do or whatever, but at the end of the day, like I have sixteen nieces and nephews, so I'm always aware that what? there's sixteen nieces okay. and nephews. I'm, I'm the baby. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say but it's like <laughs> it's I wish that they would talk about something uh, not all the time necessarily, because again we have songs that are that are, that hit a whole bunch of different things, but I just feel like the sex aspect is too pushed. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's why these little girls are growing up so fast because some of them are just going based off of what they're listening to. I grew up in the 90s, so I was listening to Lauryn Hill and Queen Latifah and stuff. So my Ooh, mindset geez. is totally different than what these girls is on. Like, they're fast as fuck right now. Fast fuck, huh? Fast as fuck. I've been wanting to whoop some of these little girls. I like, pull my car over <laughs> and whoop them like, Bruh, why are those shorts up your ass? Like, what are you doing? Did you just come to school bus. Like, like, video. Of course I'm not. I'm not going to ever do it, but I'm saying. I might yeah, have yeah, to yeah, start recruiting. Word around the water cooler is that sex sells. So how do you it guys is. expect to blow up without selling it? Well, we're gonna sell a bit of it. You know what I'm saying? I thought you said you were selling. <laughs> selling a bit. And what we actually do, we actually do get it in sometimes. So we are going to talk about that, but that's not going to be the only thing that we talk about. I just don't like when it's the only thing that you talk about. Like it's right, the main right. thing. Like I can expect to see your ass cheeks in the video, every video. Like you never going to be wrapped up on nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my own opinion. Right, exactly. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Nah, 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 I really want to hear. I'll wait. I want to hear, like. I think we're on the same page. I want to hear, like, some live music. I, you know, I like when people say they do mm-hmm. hard beats. You got to let me hear. Yeah, especially <laughs> with Smice again. Yeah, I got the bars. Y'all got some of y'all. Y'all got some of y'all. Yeah, it's her time. It's RB now. No, the people want to check y'all out over here. How, how creative can you guys get? If I get y'all a beat right now, y'all y'all on it. We, we good. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the song that we actually bought for you guys today is a freestyle. We was literally yeah. just chilling. And then we're like, well, we need to go back and like see what we came up with. We literally recorded like multiple takes, just a random bullshit, and then I was like, yo, this track is the one. And that was the same That's thing. That's the one they were Boom, you don't the camera, let's get it. Yeah, let's so you want us to just do the acapella? Yeah. Oh, there's some talent, talent. <laughs> got talent, talent. She's like, yeah, I got my bars right here. Yeah, just <laughs> Yeah, right. Good. I wish I had a book. Right. We gotta pull that up. We gotta pull that up. Hold on, hold on, man. Okay. Okay. Hey. 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 Hey.
Cause you better wear your crown. Queen, queen. Queens, you better wear your crown. Yeah, yeah. Queens, you better wear your. Queens, you better wear your crown. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Holding it down for the black and browns, black and browns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. Mm. Uh, hey, uh, hey. Uh, hey. I was walking and my crown fell off. I had to pick it up and give myself the talk. I said, Mama, you good? Just walk it off. Conditions getting crazy, but you dark enough. Dark enough. Hey, you dark enough to handle the darkest day. Hey. All you gotta do is keep them humble keep ways. Humble ways. And one day, all that dream it turns to pay. Hey. And one day, all that dream it turns to pay. And I don't play games. Don't offer me spades or chess. I'm just trying to say this and get this off of my chest. Yeah. It's a crazy world, and we living up in a mess. Ah, we living in a mess. But we just want to twerk it out. Twerk it out. Twerk it out. Twerk it out. Don't probably give a fuck about what I'm talking what about. What are you talking they about? Need to twerk it out. Twerk it they out. Twerk it out. What's going on? We need to talk about. Talk about hey. it. Taking everything away. They even taking love away. They don't want to see you smile. Come on. Want to threaten your child. Yeah. And I'm tired of watching TV screens where the stories of our genocide are on repeat. Yeah. Why the world goes round and round, why the world goes round and round, yeah. So I'm going to the club cause I got ass to throw. You roll the trees and shoot the breeze, she pop a mighty soul. She can breathe, just release and let her body go. Hey, just let her body go. Well, look, we're strong, we know, we're incomparable. Hey, we hold the crown, yeah, you already know. We're then and now. So they can say what they want. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Y'all got okay. that. Everybody, everybody now. Y'all the Fire, the people feeling it. Nah, nah. That, like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting a Florida revival. Yeah. Get you one more. Hold on, hold on. There you go. Original pieces there, and I have another one at the Middle Spoon in Sugarlands, kind of lounge vibe. I'll be doing some cover songs and a few originals I'll mix in there. So, two opportunities to come out and see me. Okay, I have a question, but it's more of uh, I have an answer. It's, it's, it's more of a business proposal. So, I'm creating a uh, we have a uh, after hour hookah lounge on Emancipation Kyle Ocean Ave, and on Monday nights we do comedy, on Tuesday nights mm -hmm. we don't do anything. So, I was interested in creating a Poetry night, mm -hmm. but I wanted it to be not just poetry, like rhymes and vibes, mm -hmm. like in there. Mm -hmm. I would love for you guys to come through on a Tuesday, bring them vibes. We can call it a show. It's, we really want everybody to be able to practice their material. But that's what we do for the comics. Everybody able to practice their material. They come out. Yeah. You know, we have fun. Which, what is that comedy? 
Monday nights. Because I'm, yo, that's that's my other side. Of my life. And, and you can come sign up. You, if you get yeah. in on time before the list is full, you come sign up and do your set practice. See how you're gonna do. And there's people in there listening, laughing. And it's a lot of first time. Can y'all put up. your IGs on there? Yeah. Oh, just yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll go ahead and uh, tell tell people yeah. where to find you or your music. Okay, um, my IG is Adriana, it's A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A dot brown, that's mine, uh, mine's is cooler than coach, all one word, like a coach person, cooler than coach. Cooler than coach. Yeah. How did you guys, how did you guys, oh, we go to school for music business, um, my degree is music business, songwriting and audio production, um, oh, they, they do music part. music, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> basically, and her last name is Brown, my last name is Brown, so we sound like that, she's like, because our teacher always calls us Miss Brown. Right, that's all right. 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 But yeah, I saw her, and then we, um, then we got like, go to your car and let each other yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I was is like, yo, you go. you guys knew that y'all had to be together? Like, they know. They know. Well, low key, but it was kind of after we did that, we went to the, um, that J. Cole concert. Like, yeah. basically, we spent the whole summer with each other, like. We was going to concerts, we were like freestyling together and stuff like that. And then one day I was like, bro, it was just good vibes. We just need to do this. So, yeah, we just stuck with it. Yep. Yep. So, how long have y'all been doing this together? Not even a year. Oh, I've been rapping since I was eight. I've been on stage since I was four. So, I also sing, but for the group purpose, my main thing I do is rap. But you gonna switch it up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the ad libs too, I'll be like, okay, okay. <laughs> so look, if I could sing, I would just always be singing about anything. I'll be serenading the shit out of. That's what everybody says. Do 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 do. Boom boom. Sometimes we do, and that's how you come up with great music. We literally sit around the house, looking around all day, and sometimes. It's foolery, and then other times it's like, yo, this is foolery, but it actually makes sense. Yeah, we always yeah, keep yeah. money record. We always keep it. We always, always record because you don't ever know. Right. Something that comes out of our mouth might be the thing that makes us money. So okay, so you guys have, oh my bad, I'm so you guys have some inside clientele basically on the music business. So what yeah. did you see that a lot of people are doing or that are not doing that they should be doing when it comes to making music and the music business? Mm. Uh, personally, I would say I don't think people are really protecting themselves as much as they could. And in this digital age, it's not like it used to be. I mean, I'm not old or anything. I didn't grow up way back then. But all I know is now you have this digital revolution. So you have to be conscious about what you're putting on social media. Even people that make beats, like I'm more the audio person. We both do music business and audio, but I'm more audio based. So I do all the recording and stuff. And she's more the business person. So from an audio standpoint, it's like, bro, you're making these dope beats, but you putting them on Instagram and YouTube and all this. And are you making money from your streaming? Like, are you selling it? Do you own it? When you sell your beats to these people, is it, you know, just theirs or whatever? So I think uh, mainly just people being conscious about being quick to put stuff on social media. Because it's like, oh, I made this song. I'm going to put it on social media. It's, right. it's good. Well, the next person could take those very same lyrics that you just wrote and make a, their own rendition of a it. hit song. Right, right, right. Somebody could be on there that's, you know, Beyonce's, whatever, and they're like, all right, cool. She got this little song. I'm going to take this nigga these words, put it in here, and right quick, they make them go off of something that you're not. Now you're you on Instagram. Instagram. Right. So uh, I guess just being 
aware and cognizant of what you post and when. You know, don't be in a rush. You know, if it's if it's hot, it's gonna be hot, and that's it. You don't have to try to prove yourself. So a lot of artists speak on um, selling their souls. Obviously, oh, they got deep real quick. Yeah, really quick. Damn. Hey, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm waiting. A lot of you got to leave me one second. I need to take that shirt. I'm not trying to be your, your, your. Nah, you got to worry about that. You good? That you guys would go. What is something that you <laughs> never want to lose? Is is pretty much my question. Good question. Like for instance, if you were to blow up, if, if you become Beyonce tomorrow, mm-hmm. like what's something that that you never want to change about yourself? Then it's like, bro, like you're basically feeding everybody. What do you consider a little compromise, though? 
Um, well, I mean, I, I can't really say I'm not in that position yet, you know, and I haven't been in too many positions. I need I that to money, man. Like, Whoa. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know, it could be something as simple as like, shit, I'll put your song on the radio to a shit, but you're going to have to give me some dick for this. I'm trying to. They're going to wait on dick. I'm not trying <laughs> to. Wait, wait, wait. Because this is not a little talk. That's deep talk. All right, you know what, whatever. They're trying to get something for me. That's deep compromise, not the little compromise. But it's like, no, nah, you just have to decide. I think at the end of the day, everybody has choices. We're all aware of what challenges so, do you guys face that men don't? Hmm. Oh, being a rapper, like being a rapper, um, I've encountered a lot of dudes, like, um, because they know I sing too, so they'll be like, Hey, can you sing the hook? And it's like, Damn, my nigga, can I get a 16? But they don't want me to get a 16 because they don't want me to shine, they don't want me to go right. harder than what you know. I'll be having know. the same problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And actually taking my material. Like, I've literally been writing songs with dudes, and next thing I know, your whole verse is sounding similar to mine, my nigga. Wow. What the fuck are you doing? Wow. And I call them out on that because it's, it's I'm like, that's wicked as fuck. Why would you do that? That is. You know? It's, 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 like, what's one thing each of you sacrificed to do that you guys are um, trying to achieve? Sleep. That's Ooh, something sleep. that I need. Ooh, time. When you say sleep, like give us a, a, a day. Like a vacation? A day. A day in the life. Like, a day in the life when you guys have to work together. and perform. Right. So. And that's something that comes up a lot. We have to do school because we're still in school. We're back on Monday. So it's like we have to do school. We have to work still. Like I do hair. So I have hair appointments sometimes. I might tell this person, hey, I ain't going to be able to do your hair right now because I have to do this show or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm sacrificing money sometimes to do what it is that I really want to do. Sacrificing sleep. Me and her live together. So sometimes we're up five, six in the morning. Right. Like, so we're coming up. We still up. Coming up with so, events and things. We just had we're event coordinators right. as well. So. Speaking of the event, that's all I want to the ball. If y'all know, they throw a big car rock in my fourth the storage five. So how do you feel some of those artists that perform? How we feel about them? Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say fuck. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean everybody. Everybody came out and did their thing. Everybody did it. Um. Everybody did a good job. Um. I was very. This was our first event. So for there to be like, it was like seventy people about that 70. came, oh, and there was good. about sixteen people that performed. And DJ Michael Watts. Um. He came out or whatever. And uh, some of those people, that was their first time performing. Right, a lot of so, them that was their first time. Some so of them, was I was like, dang, it's your first time? It's pretty good. <coughs> yeah, so. 70 people. 70 Michael people. Watts. I might have Well, DJ Michael Watts, him and I, we cool or whatever. So, you know, um, I told him about the event and he just showed up. So that was really dope. He's really a dope guy. I told him about the podcast. What, what? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll talk to him. Okay. Uh, I can't well, do no promising. You heard that, no, DJ Michael Watson? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know how your Hollywood is. Right. <laughs> 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 what they just said is you gotta compromise. <laughs> 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 what you willing to do for that? Drop bombs, boom! Can we get that? Yeah. Alright, uh, my question is about influence. I heard the music already. What is, we asked about your message as a whole, but what 
does your music say about you? I think that my music, um, our music together, and both of us are still solo artists, you know, but um, together we just come together and do our thing. But uh, I'll have to say on a personal level, and really together too, I feel like our music just shows that we're, we're not necessarily normal people, but we're normal as in we're still growing. So you might, one of my songs, you might hear one of my songs where I'm talking a whole lot of shit and that's my vent track or something. And then I'm doing another song where I'm talking about political issues or whatever. But it's just, I'm still growing as a person, as an artist, like every day. As long as you're living, you're still supposed to be growing. If not, then I don't know. You're just basically yeah, wasting, yeah. right, you're basically wasting space and shit. So I, I feel like that's why our music lets people know that we're still evolving and growing to the women that it is that we want to be. True, true. Um, they sound like y'all don't want to be negative. Right. Definitely not. Um, and for me, I grew up in the church, so like I started out singing in the choir. So you know, um, I just didn't want to put myself in that box. I love God, and at the end of the day, I know that there's a wide variety of things I want to talk about. So I just didn't feel like Christian music per se was my spot because I want to talk about everything. You know, we and that's okay. Right, right, right. I don't want to be restricted, and I don't think God would want me to be restricted. Right. I feel like you can't really reach it. people that need to be reached. Because I mean, if I'm out here and I'm I'm lost in the world or whatever the case may be, like I'm not going to look for a gospel radio station. Right. I'm going to look for what I'm you what's already thrown at me, and if they follow you as an artist, then they can find out what your personal beliefs are or whatever, and you can be you know influential that way. But I don't think that. Just because you grew up a certain my dad's a pastor, so you know, me doing music, they've gotten over it now because I've already put my foot down, like, yo, this is what I'm doing. So, you know, that is what it is. Love me, hate me, this is what I'm doing. Y'all had me on stage since I was four years old, so you can't be mad that this is what I'm pursuing. But, you know, and they've become very accepting to it, but at the end of the day, I think that we we definitely for sure do not want to be limited. Right. So being that you guys are artists, right? You create art. So tell me about a time when you went all in. Maybe you were writing a song and you cried. Um, you were in the booth and you felt it's right. You were you were so overwhelmed by the art. Is there mm -hmm. any any memories like that? Can you share one yourself? Um, I have a song called America that I wrote a long time ago. I have not re-recorded it or put it out or whatever because I, unlike other artists, understand the proper you know paperwork that you got to do. But anyway, so, um, hey. Facts. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, America, I had to perform it, and it was during, um, it was like a Black History event that I was at. But that song, America, is just talking about what Black people go through here. And after I got off stage, everybody loved it, and people were trying to walk up on me and blah, blah, blah. But like, I literally went outside and like had a whole ball in the session because I, my song, what I sat down and wrote on my own. Like that really touched people, and I saw it touch people. I felt it. I felt the vibe move in the room, and I was thankful to God that He gave me that talent to be able to, you know, reach people and let them know like we're not alone in this, or you know, give them some type of encouragement or whatever the case may be. But that was that was the time I was crying like a baby out there. Can you give us a couple lines from that song. It doesn't have to be anything to get the song away. Right. Um, you don't even have to sing it or rap it. Just a couple lines. So okay. First off, fuck your bitches. My father asked me why I don't really watch the news. It's real talk, daddy, that should give me the blues. Black men innocent, yet they look too cool. Zimmerman guilty in doing the interviews. 
Locked them under the jail and let our freedom prevail. Racism's still alive and it's just scary as hell. We had a black president and shit. I couldn't tell, right? I mean, could you? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Hey, you better cash at me. <laughs> you ever not changing the world? <laughs> you have a spot. For choosing like the conscious music lane or whatnot, that's already hard for men. Like you don't hear a lot of men just making it in that, that lane alone. Like they have to have some type of um but that's what we were talking about, about not limiting ourselves, because we don't only just do conscious music. To me, and I and I love conscious music, uh, my family, I'm from Texas, my family's from Jersey, so I grew up on East Coast hip-hop, like, you know what I'm saying, like, but at the end of the day, it's like, you can't just make it on that, and that's yeah. not who I am. I'm the type, I have a lot of different sides to me. So I can't limit my own self and just do conscious, or I can't just do booty shake. Yeah. Sometimes I, I want to listen to me in the club. Sometimes I want to listen to me in the car. Yeah, because once you had that stigma on you, it's hard to get yeah, that Yeah, that conscious sometimes yeah. is very, too much of it sometimes is pretty depressing because you'd be like, you'd be listening to these people say what well, all these problems are, and then you're like, well, what is the solution? So then you got to play some, you got to play a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? Nobody likes getting get, of it. Nobody like getting preached to all the time. All day. It gotta be more right. music than message. Like right. Bro, right. But most I, people I, I, they make I, the I, message I, and then try to add music into it, and that's where you fuck up. Right. I be mad when somebody be like, hey, I, be, I like that. I want to talk about that all the time. Right. <laughs> talk good. <laughs> right, 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 right. Especially today's music is about the mood. It ain't even about anything else. It's about putting you in the mood. So if you put somebody in the right mood and then drop just a few key bars, that's enough. You don't actually have to put a whole message. That's just, that's, oh, that's preaching. Right. So I think I got it if you to just reference that. It's subliminal messages. Like you can just throw it in there like subliminally. Because there's so much other subliminal messages that you're getting in your music, whether you know it or not. Like, they dropping a whole lot of shit on top of your head. You just oh, yeah. dancing right. and be, be, be selling your soul. They be trying to set you up right. for some shit. Like you you be knowing that. They just said cocaine. Right. times they just threw lean in there. Mm -hmm. All kinds of shit. Uh, Uzi Bird that was talking about we all going to hell. So yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, <laughs> Bro, had you in the mood talking about devil shit. Right. Right. I think yeah. the best person is throwing in a, just a couple conscious bars is Kanye. I don't think nobody do it Bro. better than him. He'd throw in just one. No, J. Cole, his whole song would be kind of confused with it. But Kanye would be making a song, he'd throw in one conscious bar, and that'd be enough for for the whole song. And it, it But it spoke loudly, though, yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to the song, that's the real line. Right. So tell me about some artists that you guys want to work with. We ain't presidents. I would like to work mm -hmm. with, uh, and I've had, actually had to follow her. I was just talking to her about this in the car. I love Ari uh, Lennox. Um, she's on Now Time to Dreamville. Uh, love her. I'd love to collab with her. Uh, I should, I'd love to do, like collab with J. Cole. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Oh, yeah, we finna um, do a song next week. Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 When that session is, like, yeah. slide through. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna see y'all uh, do a song with Miller Time, man. My boy, Rashard Miller, because he be dropping a little conscience But he also oh. doesn't want to be limited. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, he he definitely just robbed somebody on Instagram. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Um, female wise, I would like to work with. Um, so Why do you guys put yourself in a different category? What do you mean? You said female. 
Um, hmm. Just because it is something different. Everybody else looks at it different. I'm just, I'm just yes, talking in that reality. Was, that That's was just great. How it like is. That. But um, would it uh, work better if you didn't? I don't. I don't really think so. I think that. I think that it's. I feel like equality. I'm okay. I can't say that I'm just like this feminist where I feel like women and men should be 50-50. Plus, no, I do not want to carry all them groceries that stand for myself. I mean, but that's you still 50-50, though. It's just a man does what he naturally inclined to, a woman does what she naturally inclined to. But see, that's the thing about it. The problem nowadays is that men and women's lines of what's actually natural is getting very right, I'm, I'm speaking in the lines of what's natural. I don't, right, I don't right. speak in that sucker shit. So. Right. Yeah. That's what's up. I love that. No sucker shit. <laughs> 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 Love it. All right, so we're we're looking looking at at um, Arlenix as well. Um, boom, boom, boom. I mean, I would have to. Who is that? that? Oh, you don't know her yet. She was dropped. Boom, boom, boom. No, 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 oh, no. That's the city girl. Uh, city girl. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so look, would you do something well, every, like that? For the, for the culture? Like, what song? What song? Anything for the culture. Yeah, I mean I would. I mean that's not that's not what you're always gonna get from me, but I would. I mean I've I used to teach choreography, like I'm big on dance, so if it's a dance type of song, yeah, I'm not gonna be talking about all types. I used to do ballet, jazz, tap, um, hip hop, step. I I used to teach choreography for Is twerking in any of them? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Somebody but, yeah, I mean. so, so how do you provide that balance? Because it's like if an artist come out one way, even though you want to do multiple things, they be like, nah, I don't want to hear you. I want to hear you shake ass. Like, I think you just got to press on regardless. Because right. I ain't going to lie, we the kind of females, we can just write a conscious song or a real just whatever kind of song. It could be a completely different mood. And then, shit, we'll turn up some and we throw an ass in the living room. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And I, I think you can kind of... comfortable with that. You have to show people where you at. You know, I think, I think people you, put themselves in boxes. I'm not with yeah. To but be you honest, can also create your own audience and just yeah. target the audience that want to fuck with you. Yeah. You never gonna reach the whole. I think people try to reach the whole world. You can you just reach that one percent. You only need that one percent anyway. That's it. Like yeah, you oh, got like half of one percent just want to be a part of something new. Right, right. Like when people like want to come to their conscious shit, go to yeah. you then. Right, that's, right. that's all. People act like this ain't back in the day where just the shit that plays on the radio is it. Right. You can just literally target your audience. And then they become your court light thing, and then shit, you good. Like I think the way people think about music is like very old as fuck. Right, Even right, the way you think about distributing music is old as hell. Right. You can target some guy on Twitch and ask him, "Can I make a song for you?" And he got a million subscribers, and your song will be streaming and playing. But we thinking that like, you want a fucking label and all of this shit. That's hella old. That's mm -hmm. not where. That's not how artists yeah, supposed to do things. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so everybody needs to update the way they distribute. Yeah. No, for real. I could make a song tomorrow, put it on iTunes and make more money than somebody who signed. You know what I mean? Because they looking at things the wrong way. I'm going direct to consumer. You want to go through corporate, through contracts, yeah, right, get right. you something on the back end, don't own no masters. No, why not when you like it, let me sell it to you. Cool. You liked it, your friend liked it. Why not? It's the time where you get to own your masters and own your streaming. It's the the best time for you to own a record label and to be a artist. I think that's the modern day version. Selling CDs, yeah, but it's even easier than that. Cause now you selling it with a click button. Right. <laughs> thumb, right? Get your yeah. thumb going. As far as what you were saying about the balance of where do you find the balance? Right. At the end of the day, your who your core 
fan group is, they're going to rock with you regardless. And that's what it is. And at the end of the day, we're still growing, like you, like we said. And this is just who we are. Like, we're just, we're being real. The music that we're presenting to you is real. Like, if we talk about throwing ass, in club on Friday, throwing ass. Like, I'm just using the example. But then, you know, and it's like, I don't know, like, there's a lot of different sides of people. And sometimes, musically, people put themselves in boxes. And I'm just against that shit. No more locked doors. All right, so we got two minutes. So, what is one thing that you want people to leave with to carry with them as as this conversation goes? I think people just need to be them. Just be you, boo. Just be you. Stop trying to worry about what the next person is doing. That's what's really fucking up society. Don't let social engineering control your mind. Right, exactly. Understand that that's all set up on purpose. Understand that that's literally. A trap that you falling into every time. Be you. Have your own fucking mind. Be you. That's it. That's all. Ain't it great to have black people come to the same room? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and they be saying we can't do shit like this. That's nah, that's lies. This, you know, this shit used to be illegal. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I, I believe it because they know the power that are within those numbers and that are within us. Period. Right. Which is why they don't teach us our history. We don't need you to know what you came from. We don't want you to know that y'all invented this, that, and the third. We just want you right. to know you were slaves. We let you go, and Rosa didn't want to get up. That's it. Right, right. That was a nice quick brief history lesson right there. In two minutes. Where can the people find y'all music? Oh, five two underscore music. Five like the word. Um, it's lowercase. Um, F I V E, and then the number two underscore music. Where? That's on IG. Cool. So right now, as far as together, we don't have anything out together. That's oh man, y'all better start dropping some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't actually, I don't actually believe in the artist holding shit back. I think you should drop as much as possible. Yeah, that's true. We just want to make sure that we have our paperwork right, which is why our first thing is coming out. We're trying to do it February, March era that 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 time frame, and um, we're gonna try to do, like hit it like a mixtape type of thing. Right. That way, we don't have to do as much paperwork as far as copyrights and everything is concerned. We can just give y'all us. Yeah, yeah, artists. Like right. right. I like that. I like that. I like that. Peace, y'all. That's all y'all get today for that. For the tap in, I gotta use the restroom. Y'all was right. Check out my that's the audience. podcast collaboration tonight. What, what's y'all podcast now? Free game on that's debatable. Free game on that's debatable. We tapped in, y'all. This was uh, the collaboration between the keys ones. On the app or on. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.